Welcome to Ministry Pivot. This is Reverend Russ. Uh, super excited to have you uh, joining us whenever you're listening, whenever you're watching. Please don't forget to comment, to like, to subscribe, uh, to share this. Don't forget to look at the show notes. Uh, again, as I always say, don't forget to look at uh, ministrypivot.com for more resources. Uh, there are articles there and there are also uh, past conversations uh, there that I've had with awesome guests uh, on this uh, podcast. Super excited about today. Uh, we have Sister Unique uh, Jones Gibson, who's with us. Uh, you'll hear more about her. But one of the things that I wanted to say that we did not say in the recording, uh, we said it about culture tags, about her brand and about uh, because of them we can, but please make sure you pick up. Uh, I have culture tags. I am super excited uh, about uh, the game and they have now expansion packs. Uh, and so we didn't get into all of uh, the details of the products that she's been uh, able to birth. But I do want to make sure we go out uh, and we support. If you're looking for a good uh, game for your family, for your friends, for your co-workers, uh, it is an awesome game. And now again, she has expansion packs. Uh, so if you've gone through the game already, like my family and I have, uh, you'll be able to go and get it expansion packs and she has a web version that's coming up. She has so much going on. Super excited about that. Uh, so look forward uh, to the conversation that I'm going to have with uh, Sister Unique. Uh, she shares some super gems, uh, super awesome uh, business principles and thoughts and really just stories of uh, endurance and stories of uh, faith and kind of push uh, as she moves through the business world. But without uh, me talking about that anymore, don't forget that uh, this is your season of opportunity. Uh, and let's go forward now with the conversation uh, with Sister Unique. Welcome to Ministry Pivot. This is Reverend Russ. I'm super excited that you decided to join us again today, tonight, uh, this afternoon, whenever uh, you are watching now. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to share. Uh, don't forget about the show notes uh, that you can find for this episode, uh, and you'll be able uh, to find those on the website or wherever you are streaming from or wherever uh, you're watching from, Apple uh, or Spotify or any other uh, network. Super excited about uh, continuing our Ministry Pivot series and specifically excited about uh, continuing our series around ministry calling. Uh, God is able to uh, pull together uh, CEOs and, and business owners who, uh, and even just officials who are uh, leading in different areas, not quite the church, uh, but they are leading uh, in their gifts and their God-given gift. And today we have uh, Sister Unique uh, Jones Gibson, and I'm super excited uh, to have her on. She is, uh, I wrote some notes, but I, I'm going to ask her to share a little bit more about the uh, expanse of her business. But uh, she is a wife. She is a mom. She is an entrepreneur. She is a creative creative. Uh, and I also put on there, she's a boss. She's doing uh, a ton of things uh, just to uh, inspire and just to uplift, uh, but also to help us have fun uh, as people. And so super excited about that. Uh, so would you help me uh, thank God for Sister Unique as she comes uh, to the platform? Sis, thank you for getting on. Yeah, thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you so much uh, for getting on again uh, to Ministry Pivot. Uh, I, you heard my intro. Uh, I, I I was not going to try to list out everything you're doing because every time I look, you're doing something else uh, and I didn't want to miss anything. Uh, would you mind just sharing a little bit uh, with those who maybe somehow don't know uh, about the platforms that God has allowed you to uh, create? Just list a little bit about kind of what uh, you've been inspired to do over the past couple years. Yeah. So first, thank you for having me. Uh, super excited to be here with you. And uh, when it comes to me, I like to consider myself a creative for good. And I've been able to create a few platforms, one by the name of Because of Them We Can, 
uh, recently created a product uh, which is evolving to another platform just for joy and excitement as we look at our culture and that is culture tags um, and essentially what I do is I am all about culture and community and creating ways for us to celebrate one another creating ways for us to amplify the good. And that shows up in a number of different ways. But the main focus that I have right now is with Because Then We Can, with Culture Tags, and then my agency work. That is that that, that is awesome. Now, I uh, we were talking uh, off camera. Uh, we met, um, I don't know, several years ago now. Uh, shout out David Johns. Uh, he was at the Department of Ed uh, under the Obama administration. And uh, you were up there uh, talking about the Because Of Them uh, we can, and it was, it was my, I've seen the bag. So that was a crazy thing. I saw the backpacks. Like I saw everybody had backpacks. I didn't really get the backpack thing. Um, but when I saw, uh, you up there and, and the students and you were in, we were both talking to some middle schoolers. I had a book uh, that I was, I was talking to them about, but you had this whole product line and then we've gotten some product line, uh, from that. Uh, and, and, but, but, uh, can, can you talk a little bit about what inspired, um, I'm going to ask about the, because of them, we can first. Uh, and then I'm going to just ask about just inspired creativity. But what 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 inspired you to to, to say um, this because of me me we because of them we can is something that we we needed to do. Yeah. So it was back in 2013, right in January, and at the time it was the one year anniversary of Trayvon Martin's murder. It was also wow. uh, we were also celebrating the uh, re-election of the first African-American president. And I just found myself in this space that a number of black parents found their, themselves in where we had a lot of hope, but we, all, we were also wrestling with a lot of fear. And um, as a marketer, as someone who's in the advertising industry, started out fresh out of college at Microsoft, for me, I started to think, how can I refresh uh, black history given the timing but also refute these stereotypes and provide a counter narrative that is more reflective of who we are by amplifying the good. And it just came to me. I was in my kitchen one day watching um, my son Chase. I think he was four at the time. He was shadow boxing. And as I looked at him, I started to see him not as Chase, but as a little Muhammad Ali. And I started to draw comparisons between his confidence and Ali's confidence. And I thought it would be cool to dress him up and kids like him as these trailblazers and to put them alongside quotes uh, that these trailblazers are known for, their words, their beliefs, and just launch a Black History campaign that would only run for 28 days in February 2013. And what I found out is that there were a number of people who had my same feelings, who wanted that type of content, that type of um, information, and it became a way to really just um, educate and to inspire the next generation. And so here we are eight years later, um, it's still around because it has evolved into a platform that is doing the same thing, but in a, a number of different ways for a multitude of people. And, 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 and let me say it, it is it, it is awesome. Um, if, if you're watching, listening, again, don't forget to comment to share, but if you're watching, don't forget we have show notes. I'm gonna list all of the products um, that, that we speak about. And of course, uh, because of them, we can. Now, now let me let me ask you, 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 you said in your intro, and I love it, uh, you said, I am a creative for good. Is that, is that is that how I heard it? Is that right? That's right. Okay, so so let me, let me, the first, the first question that I actually had for you was, when did you realize that you were a, because the, the word creative doesn't always like float in our community heavy like that. So when, when did you realize that you were a creative? When did you realize that that was something that God had given you to kind of just create stuff? Yeah, I think we're all creatives, to be honest with you. I think that 
Um, you know, we all have it in us to create something to put into the universe, into the world to make it better. For me, I really started to hone in on my gifts, my talent, but beyond that, really my purpose in 2016, 2017. Before then, I had been creating. Um, I had been producing campaigns, producing products for myself, for other brands, but I was really able to crystallize the connective tissue in 2016 and understand that my creative has a specific purpose. And I think that's what's challenging for a number of people who find themselves in a space where they feel like they're creatives or they're artists or whatever it is they may be. It's like, before what? Right. Like what's the what's the consistent thread? And for mine was um, culture and community and just helping people to see and to be their best selves. And so I would say around 2016 was when I really started to tap into not just the gift, but the reason behind it. I, I think that's great. And I, I'm going I'm to pivot my, 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 my first comment on us not being creative, really just on the thought of creative. But but al along that line. With, with with you understanding that there was something for you. I've been using this text throughout uh, this series, the text in, in, in the Bible from Exodus, uh, where Moses is talking to God and Moses is saying, he's not ready for this thing, it's bigger than him. And God is saying, he, he's saying to God, well, how do I do it? And God is saying, yo, what's in your hand? Like you've been holding this thing this whole time and you haven't used it. Can, can you talk a little bit more? Cause I also, and, and I believe I, I'm, I'm right in this. I, I saw you write something a while back about, um, uh, come on, Russ, about uh, uh, having your, your trademarks, but also like just securing websites, like securing ideas just in case. And because what I'm hearing you say uh, and what I think for some people may, may be helpful is that sometimes you shoot a shot. It doesn't work. It doesn't mean that you, that you shouldn't shoot the next shot. Can, can you just talk a little bit to encourage somebody around that creative? Because sometimes people think that if I'm creative, then when I do it, it's going it's going to work. And, and sometimes that's not the case first time off. Oftentimes, that's not the case. Um, <laughs> well, I'm in this space where I feel like I'm in a season of yes, where I'm getting a lot more yeses than I am no's. I'm in a season of open doors where I'm the doors are opening more than they are closed. But I was in a, in a season that was counter to all of that. And I think that as a person in general who is trying and who is taking risks and who is putting themselves out there, you have to get comfortable with the fact that you're going to fail. I think it's a matter of failing forward. And so I think that as far as I'm concerned, yes, I buy domains. If I get an idea, um, if I have something solid, I might file a trademark with an intent to use through my attorney. I mean, there are a number of things that I'll do. I'll secure um, um, social media handles. Uh, there's a website or a domain that I purchased six years ago that I haven't done anything with because it took six years to actually get the vision for it. But I knew it was something good uh, when I started to think about it, but actually seeing the full picture um, has taken six years and I haven't talked about it publicly. I have a little bit, but not in a, in a big space. And so I think it's a matter of just uh, staying ready, right? I think it's in a, uh, remaining in a space where you never know when or how God might use you or one of your yeah. ideas. And so what you got to do is build a treasure chest of them because it might not be the one that you thought was going to hit that actually takes off. But you have to get comfortable with understanding that failure is a part of the process. And I think what happens with us is we get so caught up on the idea of failing that we don't move. But mm -hmm. 
you like for me, people are always like, how can you, you know, how is it that you're able to put so much out there in a short amount of time and unique, you don't miss. And it's like, because I have become comfortable with the idea that I might fail. Like failure for me is not really a failure. You see what I'm saying? Like for me to fail, like it's not a loss. It's actually yeah. just a learning. And so you talk about Moses and him saying, you know, um, you know, you have it in your hand. And, you know, I think about um, Nehemiah. Right. And it's just the uh, focus and understanding that I am doing I am building something good. I'm doing a good work like I can't be distracted. I can't come down and whatever happens along that journey happens. But I'm still focused on the work. Yeah, no, I, I I think that's dope. And I, I really hope that those who are watching, who are listening, uh, hearing, because you're throwing stuff out. So I'm going, and I didn't ask you this off off camera before, but I'm going to say it now. I'm we looking forward to the book because uh, I think you, you're just saying stuff, right? So, and, and I know it's in you. Um, and, and maybe you're writing the book and you, you haven't said, shared it yet. But but you said something that I think is key, that a lot of the times, and even with stuff in the church world for us, right? We'll, we'll have projects, we'll have stuff, but we'll, we'll have a core team that we work with. We won't share it with everybody until we're clear on the direction because we need to make sure that the process is right. But what I heard you just say uh, as well is that there are some things that you're working on that you don't tell people, uh, not just because the, the, it's not ready yet, but also because you want to make sure that when it's ready, it's positioned in the right place. And I think sometimes we tell the wrong people stuff and it doesn't work for our benefit. It doesn't help us because one, we're telling the wrong people, right? Uh, Jim Collins has that book, Good to Great. He talks about the folk on the, on, 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 you know, inside the seat and then uh, the inside the car and then the folk on the right seats. But I think that that's really, really uh, key. And so I, I just wanted to point that out uh, to make sure people heard uh, kind of that part. I, I, I got a, another question for you, and it's specifically around um, your 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 bets. So, uh, and, and I'm gonna say it this way. I, I saw a picture of you, uh, your husband, your kids, beautiful family, by the way. Uh, Y'all are just doing, it, it's, it's awesome. It, it's, it's inspiring for us who are looking uh, and seeing you rock. But I saw y'all uh, uh, buy a warehouse, right? And then it was a next step that I saw you all buy a warehouse and I saw you all put this Jay-Z in the warehouse. And then now I see the warehouse packed with culture tags. But there was a process between that, um, between uh, you getting the warehouse, between you getting the deal with Target and even other outlets now that, 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 that you'll have uh, once, once this airs. Um, but, 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 but can you talk about what that process was? What, what, what made you say, OK, cool, I'm going to get I'm, I'm going to get this warehouse for this product that I'm trusting and believing that 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 people are going to are going to purchase in bulk. Um, and then we have culture tags. We love it. And I love the fact that you have uh, the, the separate series of culture tags now uh, for us as we, to be able to get as well. So I'm going to pause. I said, I said a lot. So any any of that you want to talk about, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. So for us, um, when it came to culture tags, because we had the experience from a product development um, a fulfillment perspective with Because of Them We Can, not only our adult apparel, but in particular, the thousands of boxes that we ship per month because we have a Black History box that we launched in 2018, um, just understood that we needed more space. Didn't know how much space, but because of all of the pre-orders, um, because of the way people just uh, gravitated towards culture tags, we just decided to bet on ourselves and to secure the space before we had the product to fill it or the deals to substantiate it. We just knew that 
this is a hit. And I think that sometimes, you know, prayerfully, everybody will experience something, no matter if it's, you know, small or on a grand scale where, you know, and you're knower, like this is good. Like this is going to take off. And that was the feeling that I had with culture tags in December of 2019, when I was debuting a prototype to my family and friends at our um, New Year's Eve party. And so um, once we launched the Kickstarter and it was funded within a few hours and we were getting, you know, tons of uh, pre-orders every single day before we shipped the product, we had the distribution deal. Uh, we were with our distributor before we ever shipped the product. And then in June um, of 2020, we landed our deal with Target. Um, and now here we are, Target, Walmart, Kohl's, Urban Outfitters, Hot Topic, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Myers, like there are just so many other yeses that had hit, but those yeses weren't in place when we secured the space. We just had the vision to understand that it's coming and to understand that when it comes to something that you believe in, no one should be able to outwork you on your vision. And so even if we got a bunch of no's, no one will outwork us with our channels and our paths to the direct consumer like you. And so what's funny is, yes, we got that space. Um, you know, it's a dope space. We painted the floors yellow, which is like, you know, yellow and black because I went to Bowie State University. Those are my colors. I always try to infuse in my products. Um, painted the Jay-Z quote on the wall because it's true. The genius thing that we did is we didn't give up. And that's the genius thing that everyone um, has the ability to do when you feel it to keep going. But we've outgrown that space. And so, you know, we, we're negotiating a lease right now um, for something that's like three, four times that size. Um, and we probably should go a little bit larger, but we're just going based off of what's available right now because we need space like yesterday. Um, but we saw it, we saw it before everyone else saw it. And I think that's why it's so important to just be in tune with what you're doing and why you're doing it and understanding what you can do, um, and what God has empowered you to do. I think I, I think that is that is phenomenal, and I'm hoping people aren't missing uh, these points. And 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 so our our church shout out Kingdom Fellowship. Uh, my pastor, Pastor Watley, when we moved into the building that we're leasing, it was you know double the triple the space that we were in. And the first day, he told the county execs and others, "Yo, I appreciate this. We need somewhere that we own because this is too small." When you were going about talking about this, I heard it. I heard you say, uh, "I heard I heard that it was coming. That it it was too small." And that is. Uh, phenomenal um, that that you all are growing at such a clip, at such a pace, um, and that uh, I believe by the time this is aired, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put this out in May. Uh, and but but by the time people hear this, I believe that there'll, there'll be even more. But talk to me um, about the pivot that we we haven't talked about just yet, COVID, um, and and we're praying for all of the people who lost loved ones, um, who were impacted. My family was impacted. We. We're praying for everybody, but I, I do also believe that COVID uh, made business leaders pivot in a way that we might not have um, had COVID not happened. Can you just talk a little bit about what, what pivots kind of happened due to COVID? Yeah. So for me, it's interesting. So um, a lot of my business, all of my businesses operate online. Uh, since I came out of college, I just understood that the internet and that mobile in particular were going to be the next wave. And so because of the weekend, it's something that functions online. Um, and then with culture tags and the because of the weekend box, it was more so um, being in position. And so, for instance, COVID became known to us in January, February 2020 
I uh, began to launch Carter Tags in December of 2019 and announced it in February of 2020. Um, and then I'm not sure if you are familiar or you remember, but maybe in like March or April when the state of Georgia was opening up or they were vacillating between like, should we open, should we close? There was a, a meme that went viral that had like this long acronym, this long abbreviation in it. It was, it was wild. And that was like a culture tag, right? And so what yeah. ended up happening with me is I didn't necessarily have to pivot. I, I just had to stay in my position. And I think that for me, and that's because of the work that I did beforehand. And so I do think that there were a number of people who had to pivot and make moves. My pivot was already in process. You know what I mean? It was already yeah. in motion before we even found out about the pandemic. And so the lesson to me was to actually like just listen to the voice, whether whatever, you know, the voice is for you. For me, I heard it in December to run and to run hard with culture tags. I could have taken my time. I could have said, you know what? I want to do this. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till it's perfect. I'm going to wait till this. I was moving fast. Like there was a sense yeah. of urgency in me from yeah. December to February when I launched culture tags. And then we had an event at the end of February. Um, we had a culture tags live show. And then March is when everything shut down. And I just look back and I'm like, wow, what if I didn't move like that? So when that meme that I talked about went viral, I had a product that I could sell. Oh, you like this meme? Buy the game, right? Like this That's is true. funny. You don't have a name. You don't know what to call this. This is a culture tag. Um, and yeah. so what my original idea was to travel and to do the live shows. And so a small pivot that we made was we just transitioned everything as far as the amplification of culture tags to the online space. So we were doing virtual shows, we were doing IG lives, we were doing um, everything online on StreamYard to continue to amplify and promote it. But we were in position because we moved with a sense of urgency before we even saw the problem or the issue or the pandemic that is COVID. And then with my boxes, my Because of Them We Can boxes, as we all know that there was a racial reckoning that we're still currently like deeply involved in that really yeah. sparked I won't say spark, but uh, gained some momentum um, through some very tragic events of 2020. And so then you have people who are like, wow, like, you know, how do we teach? And we're homeschooling our kids. Our kids are home. And so you have people who are like, wow, we need to, you know, the kids need to know black history. How can they learn black history um, outside of the school? Well, I had already had a black history subscription box that we have been running for two years before People said we need this. I was again in position because we move with a sense of urgency. We struggle through figuring things out. Does this make sense? We thought about shutting down the uh, subscription boxes when the pandemic hit because of just supply chain and logistics um, um, issues. But you know, our business has like it's, it's up over, well over a thousand percent because we stayed in position and we kept. Pushing. We didn't have to pivot. We didn't have to pivot. We just had to push. And so I know this is like ministry pivot. I think of yeah, yeah, yeah. I think of three P's that every um, entrepreneur, everybody who's just in general, like entrepreneur or not, there are three P's that I think everybody uh, needs to know. You need to know when to push. You need to know when to pause, and you need to know when to pivot. And at various stages of your life, you might be at a pivot place. Then you might be at a push place and then you might be at a pause place. But those are the three P's. And obviously, you know, people watching this might say, Unique, you also need to know when to pray. But like, you don't need to know when to pray because you're always praying. We're always in a 
consistent conversation uh, with God. And so it's pushes, pause, and it's pivot. And so for me, I had some pushes that I was able to make when the pandemic hit. And then I had some small pivots, but I'm talking to friends. There were people who were at various points of the P process, but those are the three that I think everybody needs to remember because you will always have to pivot. Sometimes you just need to pause and get clear. You need to pause yeah. and assess. You need to pause and wait for an answer. And then other times you need to push because you know what? It's now or never. I need to push. I need to go hard. Everything is uh, totally set up for me. I believe it. I, I have the energy. I have the vision. I have the faith. I'm going to push, 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 push. And then there are times where it's like, you know what? This isn't where I thought it would be. Or, you know, my season here is over or my season in doing this has, has shifted. Like I'm done, you know, I'm good. And so I'm going to pivot, but make sure that you know what P phase you're in. I think so now I, I said, I said before, and I'm, I'm going to say it again, the book thing. So I'm, I'm hoping it's coming. Uh, we don't have time to dig into all of these now. Um, but I'm, I, and I'm saying it seriously. I know we're on camera and this is live and I'm gonna keep it in. Uh, but there are so many people who I think need to hear and need to hear it from a story that they can understand, right? And, and need to hear it in a way um, that is, is as clear and, and those P's, so you know, I'm a preacher, so you know, we like alliteration. Um, <laughs> but but I, I, I appreciate that. I think, I, I think, I think that is so dope. Um, as, we, as we round out our time, I do wanna try to figure out how we get you back. Let me, let me stop and, and ask the question about the book thing. Is that, is that something? I mean, I'm sure there's a book or two in me. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm writing okay. one right now uh not actively uh will i consider one um once i have it solidified in my head and i have the space and time to do it but in talking to friends who have written books you know it's a collection of everything that you've put out into the universe that you tweeted that you've posted and so i'm sure yeah. it's there. but um right now i'm just like laser focused on some other things and i'm making myself available for opportunities like this so that those nuggets and those gems can still be dropped. But I'm sure at one point, some point, there'll be a book. I dig it. And, and, I, and I agree that there are several. Um, I've, I, <laughs> God has been kind. I've, I've written a couple and I've had help authors, but, and at the season. So you're right. I'm not, I'm not going to press the point. Uh, it's, not, it's not the time for that. But um, let me ask you this one question um, as we as we wrap. Really, there's two questions. One is on resources, right? One is on things that inspire you, things that people people may be inspired by, whether it's a book, uh, whether it's a podcast, something that uh, people may be inspired by. But let me ask you: as somebody who's watching now, who who who's inspired, who sees um, what what God has done, who who understands that they got to keep swinging, keep hitting their shot, keep you know writing down what what, what they're planning to do, and trusting God and, and seeing kind of what it would go. What what are some of the the first initial steps that they need to make? Whether they they know their product, they may not know their product. Um, they know their lane. They may not know their lane. What 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 is an encouragement to someone who's watching on, on one or two things that they need to do first? I hope that makes sense. Yeah. So I think that um, first you have to believe you have to believe it. Right. You have to believe in it. Um, you have to be convinced first before you can convince someone else. And I think that in order for you to be convinced, you have to do some of those foundational things that we learn about when we take marketing courses or classes, which is like really understanding um, what problem you're solving, uh, what you're adding from a value perspective 
understanding your uh, target audience, who's going to buy this, why they're buying it and what makes it different. I think when you know those things, you can be convinced of the product or the idea or the service that you intend to offer. And so I think that's step one, being convinced with that background knowledge of how you get there. And then I think step two is um, just really um, securing your IP, um, protecting it. And so buying, buying your domains, um, going on GoDaddy or uh, names.com or whatever uh, uh, provider you want to use to secure the URL, locking up mm -hmm. the social media handles. And you got to do all this before you tweet it, before you put it on Facebook. Oh my gosh, I got an idea. I'm going to launch. Like before you do any of that, you have to secure your ideas with your online real estate. Um, you know, people are out here and they're buying homes and they're buying buildings, but you could get your own home and your own building online with a domain because that is where you live on the internet. And that's where a lot of people consume and purchase products. Um, and so I think it's securing your IP and protecting it um, by just taking those small steps. And then I think when you feel like you're in a good space um, and you've put together some sort of plan, you know, you just have to figure out uh you know, your best approach to putting this to the universe. Is this something I wouldn't wait for it to be perfect, you know, but how can you tease it out to a small village of individuals that you trust who have your best interests at heart, but also who will tell you the truth um, so that you can learn from it and so that you can make the optimizations to perfect whatever it is that you have. That's great. That's great. That's great. I think um, all, all of that is super helpful. I, I, I want to ask you this last question. Um, what are some books, podcasts, resources that can help inspire um, uh, some people, some stuff that that, 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 that that you're currently reading? We're always reading stuff. I just finished a book by the guy, Adam Grant, um, the guy who was a part of Facebook. But and it, it's just a good book uh, to think, think, think differently. Um, but uh, what are some books that people can uh, uh, help them? Yeah. So for me, um, you know, my some of my favorite books are Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. It's the story of Nike. Uh, the Good Neighbor, uh, which is the story of Fred Rogers, which I love because I liken myself to Fred. Fred went to um, divinity school, thought he was going to be this like, you know, preacher or this like minister behind a pulpit. And he realized that his pulpit was on television. Um, and so he still had a very clear purpose and a clear path that wasn't traditional, but he was still able to do what he was put here to do and in a, a massive way. And so for people who are you know, torn between, yeah, do I need to be in the building or am I the church type of perspectives? Um, you know, I just love Fred Rogers book, The Good Neighbor and what it's like to be a, a, a good person and to do great work. Um, I also think there's a book by the name of Contagious. I'm actually looking at it right now. Um, let me grab it. Uh, yeah, so Contagious, uh, Why Ideas Catch On. It's a really um, a good book. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then as far as like podcasts, I'm for me, I get inspired. I learn a lot from my village. I would say curate a village of individuals that you can learn from. We all know that iron sharpens iron. And so if you feel like you aren't sharp, if you feel uninspired, if you feel like, eh, blah, whatever, then you've got to assess the iron or lack thereof that's in your village. And so I would say that that's the biggest thing for me because you don't always have a the opportunity to pick up a book. You want to always have the opportunity to sit and read an article. But if you are constantly interfacing and interacting with people who 
are just keeping you sharp because they're sharp and you're sharp and that's the intention to be the best you, then you'll stay where you need to be. And so those are probably my tips. And then I'm big on documentaries. Um, I, I, I eat documentaries more than I do books because they're just like books in motion. Um, and so for me, it was uh, The Toys That Made Us is a very good series that's on Netflix. I actually studied that um, documentary series before I launched Culture Tags because you'll understand um, formulas and you'll begin to identify things that are consistent um, in every uh, success story. Oh, okay, I heard so-and-so talking about the same thing. And so I would say consume as many documentaries that have the subject matter that you're trying to learn from or about as you can. That is, that, 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 that's awesome. And I'm, I'm not gonna say the book thing again, cause, you, you, cause you're just spitting stuff. And I think it, it's really pivotal and helpful uh, for people. I, I, I appreciate your time. Uh, and and I thank God for all who are watching. In, any last thing you want to say that maybe we didn't talk about? I'm, I'm not really sure. We 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 could do a whole nother session. I'm clear that I have questions for you, but I, I want to be good. I think this is a good uh, pausing moment. Any last minute things you want to say though? You know, I firmly believe that you can't hide a light, and we all know, you know, the call or to let our light so shine. And so I think that oftentimes we just have to be who we are. We have to allow our genius, our light, our talent, our enthusiasm to really shine through. And when we hear the word, you know, let your light, that's because we can get in, in, in front of it. We can block it. And so I would say, um, you know, you can't hide a light, tap into who you are, what's important to you, what makes you tick and let it shine. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you for coming on again uh, this morning to everyone who's listening, watching, whatever you're listening. Again, don't forget to like, to comment, to share, uh, check out the show notes. Uh, we're excited that you uh, joined us for Ministry Pivot today uh, or tonight, whenever you're watching uh, and looking forward to you joining us again. Don't forget that this is your season of opportunity. Uh, she, she outlined it clearly. Uh, and I'm super excited uh, to hear about the stories of impact from this session. Uh, have a great day again. Have a great night whenever you're watching. Uh, talk to you soon. God bless.